This podcast is brought to you by Backwards Hat Films and is recorded at Triptych Media Studios. Tonight we have a chance to say, yeah, you're right. We're too extreme. We're too wild. We're too out of control. We're too full of our own snish. Or we have a chance to say, hey, hope you, you're wrong. Hope you, we're right. Because you have all made it to the dance. Because believe me, this is the dance. Welcome once again to the Wrestling Open Forum live show portion of our week. It is Tuesday, July the 18th. 18th, right, Dutch? Yes, it is. July the 18th. That's all I say. What, three days? Tuesday. Yeah, I say Tuesday. It is Tuesday. (laughs) So, three days before my birthday. Oh, man. I know. My birthday is this Friday. We're getting lit. So, yes, we're getting lit (laughs) Thursday night. You coming out Thursday night? You gotta work. Likely. You gotta yeah. work. Of course I do, but I'll uh, still come. Yes, we got comedy show, and then but that's that's that's, that's something now. else. We'll finish this with yeah, where you can send me all my happy birthday stuff and money because I need money. Ooh, like I'm gonna money. set up a GoFundMe yeah. for Patrick's survival in this world. <laughs> but enough about that. We're here to talk about wrestling, like we always do every Tuesday live at 7 p.m. Once again, this is the Wrestling Open Forum show. We had a special that we released uh, yesterday. That was our first ever road trip episode. Uh, so go back to iTunes or go to iTunes or our website or uh, our Shout Engine page. Uh, best thing is iTunes. Just go to iTunes and check it out. Uh, it's called Road Trip Ask Patrick, and we've recorded it on the way to Atlanta mm-hmm. uh, two weekends ago. That was super fun. Yeah, super fun. And, uh, yeah, so very this is our show. Yeah, very, well, somewhat informative. I wouldn't say very. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put a very on that. I'm going to put a very, because it was informative to me, sir. But it was somewhat informative. But Dutch, <laughs> you want me to give the rundown of the show, or you want to do the rundown of the show? While I, I can do the audio? rundown of the show, Okay, yeah. you do the rundown of the show. Tell them what, tell them what they can expect by well, listening to the Wrestling here, Open Forum. Here on the Wrestling Open Forum, we do a very interesting style of this podcast. We are going to do a PTI style of this show. So if you don't know what part of the interruption is, or PTI, it's... Um, we give topics, and then we discuss the topics, and then we give you the input. And then at the end of the day, or the show, we let you know what my 30-second rundown is on that. And uh, also, we do live phone calls. So if you're listening, call in, give us your input, give us your topics. It doesn't matter. Whatever is going on in the wrestling world, if you want to get it out there, let us know, because we will talk about it, no matter what it is. I think there might be like one boundary of something, maybe. There's always... There's always like one thing we don't want to talk about, but besides that, no, everything is available. So if you are out there and you're listening, go ahead, start calling in, and let's get this bad boy going and our five topics today. Dutch, we actually don't have any clusters today. Like everything's worked seamlessly. It's really smooth. So you can, if you're on, if you're not on uh, trypticmedia.com backslash WF show, I don't know how you're going to hear this to go on there because yeah. you're not listening. <laughs> if you're listening through the Spreaker app, that's perfectly fine. That's probably the second most most like way like, of listening. I feel like when you say Spreaker, it's like you're messing up the word. Not just you, but like anybody oh, when yeah, I say Spreaker. Spreaker is the company we use to do our live broadcasts. Yeah, I know so a shout guy. Out to Spreaker. Excuse me. I know. I used to know a guy that did his uh his podcast through Spreaker, and every time he said it, I laughed because it sounded like he was messing it up. But come to find out, it was actually called Spreaker. And I, I just really thought he was butchering the word. 
Yeah, I can understand that. <laughs> we uh, just for the record, guys, if guys and gals that listen, uh, if we screw up any phone calls, it's because it's, it's on me. That's Patrick, not Dutch. It's all on him. Because I recently had to uh, get a iPhone Seven. Oh, well, why don't you tell us what happened in there, buddy? I dropped my phone. Last why would Friday you do that? And cracked it, and I was—I'm fine with the cracked phone. It doesn't bother me at all. But, but whenever I try to text somebody, it would continuously mash M and uh, M and spacebar. So, so it'd be mm, like, it'd be like, hey, don't and space, 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 and then I have to cut it off, turn it back on. I can type like two letters and then start doing it again. Oh. So I had to call in to the Verizon uh, need, a, need a phone line. And, uh, Verizon need a phone <laughs> They got me an iPhone 7 at a ridiculous price, I have to say. A good like price? Whatever, like, whatever happened to the, like, trade your phone in and pay $200 for a new new iPhone and be done with it. You know, now it's now you have to all pay $30 extra a month to pay, for, to pay a full price for a phone? Yeah, it's kind of retarded. Like, take, like... Worry about your customers, Verizon. Not worry about how much money you can make. It's really it doesn't dumb. cost seven hundred and fifty nine dollars to make that damn iPhone. It really doesn't. It, it maybe costs hundred dollars in China. Oh, we've seen it. documentaries, Apple. <laughs> we've seen documentaries. I'm trying to call but us. This isn't out. a political podcast. This nope. is a wrestling podcast. Well, we can get political on wrestling. We can get politically wrestling. Yeah, you said, yeah. It, you said it better. Sorry. <laughs> trying to up you, up one up you, and I failed miserably. Yes. But yeah, as like Dutch said, this is a PTI style uh, live show that turns into a podcast at midnight tonight. It's like Cinderella. Ding. But uh, so if you can't catch the that live podcast well every uh, Wednesday morning, you can click on it. You can sub- actually just go to iTunes whenever you finish this live broadcast. Go to iTunes, uh, find Wrestling Open Forum, click subscribe, and then go. Yes, I think that is you. Yeah, yep, sorry. Maybe. Who knows? I, we're trying. We're trying here. Hey. I mean, everything was working fine, and now they're just going to start screwing up. Of course. That's how like it goes. Like this day. If it's not screwing up, then it's not the perfect podcast. But go, like I was saying before my microphone cable so rudely interrupted me, uh, <laughs> go to iTunes and go to podcast or your podcast app if you are fortunate enough to have an iPhone <laughs> like me. Uh, I'm not saying they're not good phones. I'm just saying they're effing expensive. Yeah, they're effing expensive. Yes. So if That's you a good have, call out go to, to, uh, you go to podcast. Chip Day. He, yeah. He'll like that. Why? Chip, and, Chip effing Day, man. Oh, yeah. Anything with effing, he likes. Oh, okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Shout out to Chip Day. What up? But go and find Wrestling Open Forum. There was a white and, white and red logo with mm-hmm. me and Dutch's ugly mugs in the background. Mm, and I've click subscribe, and every Wednesday morning, you'll get our episode. Whether you listen live or you don't, you'll get it. So that's that's the best way to listen. But yes, so we got about three more minutes before we open, open the, the phone lines. lines. Yeah, I'm messing with everything. Okay, that's all good. I think that's in our headphones. I don't think that's on. I think it's in the headphones. Yeah. yeah. So, Dutch, how you been? Oh, dude, I am good, brother. That's I, it. I, I mean, am I'm like looking super for you to good. fill some time before we open the phone. Oh no, lines, uh, well, you know, well, I was I uh, really my, excited to go to. Steak. <laughs> I was actually really excited to go to. Um, to New York and Boston, but that's not until um, what uh, August twelfth, August thirteenth. Yeah, so I really yeah, we were looking, so wrong about that. God, we were if you want so to hear our, if you want to hear that awesomeness, you can go last listen episode. to last week's episode. Like we were pumped, man. We were psyched. We had all our shifts changed, mm-hmm. and the next thing we know, we're like, mm, yeah, that's not gonna happen until like a month. I was like, cool, that's that's nice. But you know what? We're gonna make it happen. Yeah, and it's gonna well, it be, gave us time to plan. Oh, yeah. Planning is, is Can you time. hear me, Dutch? My left ear is, like, going in and out. 
That's kind of like a we numb feeling. Shady shit. Shady. There you go. Hey. Uh-huh. Now it's crisp uh-huh. and clear. Don't touch the cables. Well, you're the one touching it. Sorry. Now mine's going. <laughs> uh, we're fine. We're fine. As long as you can hear, that's all that matters, yes. baby. Oh, maybe so, I should. Here, let me turn this. Yeah, let's turn that right there. There we go. Hey, you know right, what? That's, now that's we're good. That's it right there. That's the moneymaker. Wow, that's crisp. It's amazing how what happens when you use shoddy equipment <laughs> live radio shows. He always talks about these cords, and he I never know. goes get more. No, I never. <laughs> like all I need, all I would need is like a quarter inch like plug in with a. I used to have one. I think Joel stole it. Or I left it at Joel's. I shouldn't say Joel stole it. I left it at Joel's. Yeah, yeah. So it's still probably at Joel's. But I'll just go get another one. Well, Joel, give us your yeah. cords. Yeah. Or they're was, yours, but yeah, I don't know whose cord. I don't know. I don't know. Like, we have so many cords that it's I like have sharing. no idea what, 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 who owns what or what goes to what. It's going to be pretty fun, though. But uh, you know what? Let's, screw it. Let's just go ahead and open the phone lines. Let's do it. Go ahead and open so it. So, once again, uh, we're using a new phone for our phone line deal. So, yeah. uh, any apologies if you can't get through? Yes. Which you should be able to, but if we can't get any calls today, we will have a full fledged oh, show. Oh, we'll, we'll get calls. It's just a matter of the execution when we get calls. Oh, okay, gotcha. So, yeah, yeah, we should. So be good we got there. everything set up, uh, and we have the execution. What is that noise? Dude, that is killing you, bro. It is. I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> I think it's just because your keys are laying on the cables. That's... No, no, man. Maybe it's me. Who knows? Uh, it's not you. I think it's me. And it's getting worse. What is what the hell is happening? I wonder if they could hear it. I don't know. Think they can? It's almost like somebody's trying to speak to us in static. Yes. Like, help me. Okay, Dutch, keep talking. Give them the number. They can oh, call in. Okay. Yeah, uh, actually, I need to grab that number again because... Uh, it's right there on the paper. Oh, God. Yeah, you're right. Why do I, why <laughs> do I print out a rundown? I don't know. Who uses one? Okay, anyways, if you want to call in, it's 980 Three three zero two one five six. Again, that is nine eight zero three three zero two one five six. And we are about to get this show on the road and get these topics going. So, uh, do you want to jump into our topic first? Yeah. All right. So why not take it away, Pat? We haven't done this in a while, so we'll go ahead and we're going to jump into our topic first. Wait while we wait on a phone call. We have five topics, so if nobody wants to call in, we're more than welcome to talk about our topics. But like I always say, it's a lot funner. Uh, funner. It's funner. more fun. There we go. Sorry. <laughs> it's more fun for you guys to call in and us talk about what you guys want to talk about because that's that's what truly interests us. Heck yeah. Uh, not dude. talking about what in, what we decided classified as news in professional yeah. wrestling. Absolutely. We like ta- chit chatting about stuff that you're passionate about and that you want to chat with us about. So once again, the phone number is nine eight zero three three zero two one five six. Phone lines are open. Uh, while you're messing around on the phone, while you're listening to this live, you can go to Twitter and follow us at Open Forum Show. And yeah, so Dutch, you ready for topic number one? Yes, sir. Topic Let's do it. Topic number one. All right. It's, it's almost over, Dutch. God. It's almost over. Don't don't get your panties in a wad. We've been covering this for like a month and a half. <laughs> but we're gonna talk, and you and you're the you're the knowledgeable one about this. Yes. So you're gonna have to fill me in because I don't yep. know all the demands. Yep, yep. But our first topic is the impact slash GFW slash TNA slash whatever you want to call them. Their insane demands to the Hardys in this whole trial uh, about the broken gimmick. So Dutch, take it away. It's very short and simple. So apparently WWE and GFW. GFW God, I don't. Ugh. Anyways, they have come to an agreement 
apparently, or they came to some demands. So uh, WWE was kind of posting, hey, you know, we're going to be doing this pretty soon. All the other sites were posting that a deal was almost in, almost done, and then the demands came out, and it seems that it's farther than long. I mean, farther than it was. Do you know what the demands were? Yes. Oh, let's hear them. God, uh, let's hear them. I'm re- I'm Global re- Force Wrestling said they would sign the deal immediately if Jeff Hardy gives 50% of his earnings that he makes off of his art and music. That is, CNA owns his art and music. That's what I'm saying. Why would they even... The reason they're doing this is because they're, they're wanting to stall. That's the whole purpose of this. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. How much money do you think Jeff Hardy makes? Like, not not taking a shot at Jeff Hardy. How much money do you think Jeff Hardy makes off of his music and art? I don't think. It's I mean, I think he makes money off his art because I yeah, know yeah. I've seen his art. It's like, pretty in good. Person, his art's amazing. Yeah, his music's good. Yeah, but he's he's not a Jericho. He's no. not somebody that has built up his music career. To yeah, insane and I get level. that. But the thing is, he's making way more money wrestling. Like, what? That's just a shot. It's not even, hey, we want That's money. That's trying it's, to slap Jeff Hardy in the face. Yeah. That's what it is, and it's kind of ridiculous. Like, on a, come on, man. Grow up. Like, when you see stuff like this, and you see Global Force Wrestling take these kind of shots, I just lose respect. Yes. Like, I, I'm sorry, man. I was going to actually give them a chance, and then literally this came out. I'm like, God, you're acting like kids, dude. Ugh. Like, get over it. Did they it. think this wouldn't get out? That's what I'm saying. Like, do they really think this isn't this wouldn't get out? Right. How do you ask for that kind of demand? Is there more demands than that? From one, no, from what I understand, this is the biggest one that everybody really cares about. Like you know, hmm. I was expecting something like Global Force Wrestling saying, "Hey, we want a million dollars," and then yeah, WWE's like, like "All off. right, cool, we'll give you a million." They probably make the- more money off doing that. Yeah, but it's like, dude, really? You're really gonna go after Jeff Hardy's like? Hobbies? That's insane. Yeah, that's that's a nut shot to Jeff Hardy. I would never, ever, even if I was with a wrestling company, go after somebody's hobbies. I would go after the gimmick, but not the personal life. They they have a gimmick that Matt Hardy built. Yeah, and that's the thing. Matt Hardy built, and they're going after Jeff. And, yeah, well, they they, they know they're not going to get anywhere with Matt because BB and the family and all that stuff. So, so I, I, I would assume the next step is to go after Jeff. So think about this. What I was thinking why they would do something like this. One, trying to stall mm-hmm. for more time, trying to put it to the WWE. And then uh, number two, number two, I think that they're going to um try to get them mad at each other. But Matt and Jeff are pretty strong together. Yeah. And uh, judging by how they've stood there, stood there made their stance – like until then, Dutch, you got to unplug it from the board. Jesus Christ, Dutch! See, don't plug it in until we're ready. User, this is what I'm saying, guys. <laughs> we it always work, have a cluster. It works fine. It works fine. It's user user error. So if you just called, please just call us back. <sighs> Dutch is an idiot. God, he made me feel so good about myself. Why? First off, and I don't want to get away from the artists because we need to finish this up. Why would you think you can talk to somebody when it's plugged in like you have headphones on? Dude, I was so excited that somebody was calling to even think about it. <laughs> I mean, I was going to tell you, like, unplug it until we're ready to plug up and go. Call back and, whoever that was. 960 number. Yeah. yeah. It's a comic board number. 
was, was somebody somebody calling from Concord is amazing anyway. Yeah, that feels good. Yeah, local baby, local boys and girl, but, uh, or girl. I don't know if it was a boy or girl. I would assume girl. it's a boy. We're assuming it's a boy because that's all we've had. If it's a girl, had. mine will be blown. What'd you say? I said if it's a girl, my mind will be blown. Hey, we have a few girls that are on the page that are like super, super into the page, man, and they're not that's afraid to give their. Me. That's just me. That's just you. Yeah, they're into me. Yeah, yeah, they're just because of you. All Thank right. you, Patrick. We're done with that. All right, so <laughs> back to the Hardys, because I guess we're going to call this episode ADD. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. So what I was saying before you so rudely screwed up that phone call oh, ouch. God. <laughs> was, you know, you know they're going to be strong in their stance because they've been strong in their stance now. Yeah. And you know it's about money. Mm-hmm. Like that's all. That's all Jared's about. It's about money. Yeah. So yeah. why not just say give me a million dollars, which Vince would do. Yeah. I like am ninety percent sure he would do because he would make it back. To and that like will that will pay for your production expenses for like two months. There you go. And or I mean, you make it go longer than that. I could pay for all your production expenses for however long you could reach it, and get away from running, running this, running that. And and everybody wins. Everybody wins. That's all. That's all I'm saying. So to everyone listening, because I know there's people at TNA. There's not that listen to this or GFW or whatever you want to call it. Sit right here, Dutch, so they can hear us. Or whatever you want to call it. Like you have to understand that it's if it's about money and you need money to survive, Jeff, Jarrett. Just get get as much money as you can out of WWE in this whole situation. Let them take the broken gimmick because it's not going to do you any any good as the gimmick. All you're doing is being a little douche by holding on to it, and you're you're playing games. You're playing like middle school games with college people yeah. or professional people, yeah. and that's that's not going to go. Yeah. But the last thing I say is take the money. Just uh-huh. Jeff GFW Impact. Take the money. Let that cover your cover yourselves. So you don't have to take out a loan like you've done the last 10 years and be done with it. Give the Hardys a broken gimmick. Let them do it because who knows? I, I'm, I'm about 95% sure that it would, be, it would be successful in WWE, but who knows that it's going to be as successful as it was in Impact. I'm sorry. I got you muted. Sorry, Dutch. Go ahead. No, I mean, I agree. I mean, it could totally flop. There's many things that they've tried in WWE that didn't work, but, but yeah, All we right, got our so first call. First caller. Uh, what's the name? Dutch? Slade. Slade. So, Slade, welcome to the Wrestling Open Forum show. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Ah, we're good. We're good. Well, it's, we're moving on. Sorry about Dutch being a moron for your first <laughs> phone call. Oh, it happens, man. Like I said, it happens. I understand. All right. So, what you got for us? Hey, I was going to ask y'all. Um, what What do y'all think about the whole? Um, Talking smack getting canceled. Man, Ooh, that's I'm gl- a good. I, we didn't even think about. I, no, no, no. That. I was going to put it, but I want. There was other things that I put on there that I was like trying to distribute, and I didn't want it to be too WWE heavy. But yeah, man, talking smack is not a thing anymore. Well, here before we get into it, what do you think? Yeah. About talking smack getting canceled. I thought it was. I mean, talking smack was a. I think it was a pretty good platform for the guys like to not. To you know, be themselves like, yeah. Act, like when Jinder Mahal won the belt and like he cut that promo and talking smack, mm, he, he talked more. One. He talked more like a baby face. Like they could have. I honestly think his talking smack promos 
swayed me to think that he could probably be like they could have done him like how they did Bret Hart in '97. Uh-huh. Okay, if y'all remember like how yeah. Bret Hart was. He was hating in America. Then if they did like a show in India, he'd be like, "Yes, mega baby face." Agreed. I just I remember uh, could, doing. Uh, we we listened to a podcast about that. Yeah, about Brett, that was, about Brett and yeah. the sta- Canadian Stampede. That's, that's it. Yeah. The uh, my t- I, like I have a few different takes on it because like I was talking to someone about this yesterday. Is that how you? Is that anything else, Slade? Oh, it's just, I, I just feel like. I think the um, whole, like, talking snack thing was, like I said, I think it was great. Like, the left, because they could cut, I feel like they had more leeway since it wasn't scripted. It was like, they didn't have to go out there and be like, I am going to beat you tonight, Roman Reigns. Type. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. was like, they were, they were themselves. I'm like, you could get behind people. Like, the best, like they always say in wrestling, the best characters are the ones that don't feel forced or come off as, yeah. It's like too trying so hard, or too trying too hard type is the one that you can just kind of like, all right, this guy seems like a likable person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all right, Definitely. I'm like this guy. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, you're disallowing them to be themselves. True. Yeah. I yeah. agree with that. Now, like, I feel like. Go ahead. Since it was organic, right? Because I feel like Vince hates things that are organic, that get over That's naturally what I was, organic. That's what I was about to get like, into. If Vince can't, I think if Vince can't control. Whether people like it or not, then he, to me, he won't like it. That's I I, I will agree a hundred percent. I was going to go with two two different directions. Uh, just from I have no I have no insight. I have nobody in WWE telling me. I mean, I have a bunch of friends that work there, but nobody's told me anything about this because I I don't like to dig. Yeah. But um, first is exactly what you just said. I think that it. One of two things, it, I think they they do what they can to make people forget about what the Attitude Era was like. Yeah. To try to present this, what they're doing now, and as this is WWE from now on. Anything that they do that uh, is similar or can make, make, make people that grew up on Attitude Era flash back to the Attitude Era, they see as being bad for business because they don't want people to get used to expecting things from Attitude Era. Yeah, like attitude era type things. They don't want the nostalgia. And I think that talking smacked what what turned into or what started as like we just need some stuff for the network. Yeah. And this is and p- these podcast things are doing pretty well. Where people, so we'll let some of the other stars get on there and talk and just be real mm-hmm. and t- try to yeah. take advantage of the podcast style of show. And that's what that's why it started. And uh, I assume this is all my assumption on on all of this. Yeah. I assume that's why it started because the the Steve Austin and Shane McMahon did really well. The Hunter one did really well. Yeah. The uh, all the other ones. I'm sorry, that was Mick Foley and Shane. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. the Hunter one did really well. The Big Show one did really well. You talking about on Talking uh, Smack? No, on the the podcast, the live podcast. Oh, the podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. On the network. Yeah. Hey, the and, Brock Lesnar one's pretty good too. Yeah, yeah. I know the one that caught the most heat was Ambrose. That got him in a lot of yeah. heat. But it's. I think that it it kind of grew into something that they didn't expect. Yeah. And then it started hinting towards back in the day when nothing was scripted and they just let people be themselves. And then I mean, this is pure assumption, and it could people could have started getting over on that show that they weren't necessarily ready to push. Yeah. I mean, when you give people a free microphone, especially at that level, and they don't have really anybody guiding them then uh, it's dangerous when you pick people that you want to push or you want to kind of hold this guy back for a little mm-hmm. bit. That's from a booking perspective. 
Another one is the what most people will overlook is the time and effort that it takes to put that production on and stream it live at the building might cause the the production team to not get out of the building until one or two o'clock in the morning, and then they have to drive three hundred miles to the next yeah. town and set up, and that's that can be taxing on a production team. Sure. So those those are my two assumptions of why it was canceled. I think it's the completely wrong move. I, I think a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. I mean, you, I don't. I think it's there's, a possibility. There's nothing that is going to bring you to the network after SmackDown, except for Talking Smack. Yeah. So necessarily. Two hundred five. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. yeah <laughs> well, I, I can tell them. you exactly. I have a lot of friends in two hundred five, and God bless. I hope they do something. Yeah, good with I can that. tell you exactly how that show could prosper, but they'll never do it because it makes too much. I wish they did two hundred five better too, honestly. Yeah, and I mean, and it's. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, is is was Talking Smack kind of overlapping two hundred five um, on the network? Yeah, I think th- they were at the same time, weren't they, Slade? I believe so. Yeah, so like, that might, that might be another reason. Like right this is my perspective on two, uh, not two hundred five live. Excuse me, uh, Talking Smack. I liked Talking Smack because I will say that the one segment or the one promo that the Miz cut was probably one of the best promos I've ever seen. That promo with him and Daniel Bryan talking about the bingo hall was yes. so amazing. And I will say this, that ultimately made me a Miz fan. I can tell you the exact moment when I became a Miz fan and was like, this guy has grew so much off of this uh, off of this company and he's learned. And I do not like that they got rid of it because, like you were saying, Ginger Mahal. He was kind of leaning towards a baby face weight. Guess what? Oh, well, who cares? Write it that way. Then if the fans start cheering him, then change the booking. It's not that hard. Like, I understand that you have a certain way you want to do something. You can still go that way. You can still have them do heel actions out there. I mean, it doesn't have to change immediately while they're on there. But still, like, you can have talking smack sway if somebody's going to be good or bad. Like, if the fans start cheering him, then... Let the fans cheer them. They're going to boo Randy, then have them boo Randy. Whatever, dude. Like, there's been many times where I've been to an independent show, and one week somebody's cheered, and the next week they're booed. Like, it, it happens, man. It, it it happens by what they post, what, what they see, what the fans react to. Like, it's not bad to go with what the fans like sometimes. It just seems like in the WWE, like y'all were saying, they cannot do that because if they do, it makes too much damn sense. They just can't. Agreed. Yeah. And, and and that's what I don't like about Vince. It seems like if Vince has presented something that's just easy, he's like, nope, we have to make it as difficult as possible. That's why I'm not really happy. I almost think I almost think he overthinks it. Yeah, and it's like... It seems like everything in WWE right now is overthought. Yeah, absolutely. Just go with the natural flow. Like this whole Brock Lesnar and Joe thing, and, it's beautiful. And this is completely off subject. And uh, Oh, my God. That's, the Brock Lesnar and Joe thing, man, that's... That I said, if they want, if they really, really wanted to, they they can make they can make money off of that. Like, yeah, I'm not going to. I can make that. I would honestly make that a trilogy. Like, that's <laughs> yeah, what I do. there was, man, but there, it's like I said, they so overthink the they overthink the timeline instead of organically letting things build. I want to say that I think and Joe, like going in that, really like thought about this and was like, "Hey, man, if I do yeah, this, Brock, I guarantee you." He and did. I bet Brock was like, "Hell yeah, let's yeah. do that, dude." I'm telling you, when Brock works with people that. Are creative like are that? Are creative like that. Then Especially he gets Paul. motivated. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think Samoa, or Samoa, blah, I think Joe and 
Brock had like a sit down conversation with Paul, and they were like, "This is what we should do." Oh, yeah. And they and dude, leading up to that was probably the most entertaining three or four weeks I've seen on Raw in a long yeah. time. Like that was good. And you can tell when when Brock is motivated. He was. You can he tell, was like it's completely different. But yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think. I think they're going to bring back something similar to Talking Smack. They're just trying to figure out a way to do it. They should probably just get rid of uh, Raw Talk and then have one talk show. <clears throat> that airs like, I mean, I don't understand why you can't do Talking like film Talking Smack during 205 Live and then air it like on Thursday. Afterwards, yeah. Air it on <laughs> just Wednesday like, or Thursday. Like Slade was touching on 205 Live. Uh, well, one thing to fix that is you need to up the division weight. It needs to be at least 222 so you have a little bit uh, – a little bit of a more uh, lead way, so that way you have more uh, submission artists and you have a lot more um, cruiserweights, and then also you have light heavyweights too that uh, do power moves. Because that was the the shock factor and the X factor for the X division was you had people like Samoa Joe. I mean, obviously I know he's over 222, but <clears throat> it was just a really nice thing to watch. Well, uh, it's I mean the X division was like where it was was because it was still flashy. And I know I know we're getting on two hundred five live, which is not the what we were talking about before, but if you're gonna if you're gonna create a cruiserweight division, let them do what you let them do at the cruiserweight uh tournament. It's once again. Let them just go out, out and just go show out and have ridiculous matches. It doesn't need to be written like Raw. It doesn't need to look like Raw. It doesn't need to look like SmackDown. That's why NXT is so good. It needs to be about wrestling and yeah. not about six minute matches, four minute matches. Uh, Alicia Fox and Noam Dar, like their little <laughs> love triangle, and pissing off Cedric uh, and Alicia Fox. And all them. Yeah, Alicia Fox. <laughs> yeah, it's like they they override it, overthink it. Just just let it organically be a wrestling show where all these people, all of them, I, I know all of them personally that are signed there, except for Noam and a few other yeah. guys. They can all kill it. Just Absolutely. give them the opportunity to kill it. Yeah. Because I'm sure TJP could, I'm sure TJ TJ Perkins, TJP, mm-hmm. I, whatever they call him now, I'm <laughs> sure he, like I said, if they gave him something, I'm pretty sure he could get over. Oh, he can. He All can. you gotta do is like, watch watch his PWG stuff. Watch his so watch watch him when he was suicide in TNA. How about this? And manic. Yeah. Manic. Yeah. What about when he was um. The Cruiserweight Classic. I mean, I remember watching him like, holy He's insane. Crap, He's been wrestling guy. since he was like 16. Yeah, and then he came on to the Cruiserweight Classic, and, or not Cruiserweight Classic, or um, when he came out on Raw for a few matches, and they were great. They just let him go out there and do their thing. And then, of course, like, you know what? We've got to get our hands in this and ruin it. It's like, just let them be, dude. Yeah. And that's one thing that exactly. is very missed in, uh, in WWE is the whole perspective of having – Having the wrestlers tell the story versus a production, or not production, but a creative right. team. And, I mean, it's okay for a big dog to come in and say, hey, Cedric, uh, tonight you're going to lose to TJP. Okay, well, I don't care how you do. Just make sure you do something dirty and let me know how it goes. Boom, there you go. Like, why do you have to, like, control 96% of the match? That's no fun. You want these wrestlers to tell their story. That's why they're there. Well, I'll put it to you like this. A few, a few uh, show like a few weeks back, two, two of my friends, two of my best friends in professional wrestling, Cedric Alexander wrestled Corey Hollis on Two Hundred Five Live. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And was it on Two? Yeah, it was on Two Hundred Five. Yeah, Live. it was. Um, yep. I know for a fact that Cedric pretty much called that match, and they gave him four minutes and put on a hell of a match because they were they were given freedom to go do what they wanted to do. Yeah. 
It's that simple that if you give them the opportunity, these are, all these guys are stars, all these guys are professionals. If you give them that opportunity, even if it's four or five minutes, just go out there and do what they do wow, yeah. and trust them, they're going to make it entertaining. Sure. I don't I understand. I don't understand why you can't do that. Well, you hire people that you think are talented enough to do this. You feel like they give that freedom in NXT? And I, Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that I think NXT is given a guideline of where they need to go, and then the guys have the freedom to, like, build the house. I mean, this is what I tell people in PWX is – It's night like, and day with NXT and, like, main roster and 205. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I tell people in, in PWX – and, I, like, I, I have this conversation, and I, don't, and I don't really like to get into PWX and what I do there. But I tell people, I'll, be, I'll build the foundation. You tell the story. You build the house. Yeah. Like, I'll lay the foundation with the fans. Yeah. I'll tell the story. I'll help, I'll help you get the story there. Then you guys build the house with the matches that you have. And that's, that, that, that mindset has never failed me. But you know what, too? I'm glad you touched on that because the last show that we just had was incredible with, like, all in shock. Yeah. I mean, there was people that – people were legitimately pissed. Yeah. Like, they're like, I can't believe that happened. Yeah. And, and like, it was – it was good. It's good, and that's the thing that I miss in the, uh, in wrestling. Period, like on the major promotions, are the creativity that you would let be, the wrestlers do. It would be amazing to see that in, in on a on a level like WWE. Yeah. Again. Yeah, absolutely. I think it would be pretty good. I think it'd it be would make great. too much sense, though. Yeah. No, exactly. it really doesn't. It, it would it, make too much sense and make too much money. <laughs> yeah, it's heartbreaking because right now I know for a fact that. <laughs> If me, Patrick, and Slade right now, uh, they were they hired us to do creative control, dude, we'd be good. It'd be fine because it would make sense. Like you could just go out there and make your show. Mm-hmm. Just make the show. Talk to the wrestlers. We're like, hey, what do you think about this? Oh, you know what? We're gonna do this one spot in the match. People are gonna love it. Like, just do that. Just let them do I'd that. I'd be nervous to be honest with you if I was on WWE creative, because yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm pretty sure Vince and Bucktooth, I mean, Kevin Dunn, would probably <laughs> try to fire me on my day off or some type of deal because yeah. I've come up with so many good ideas. And I can see Kevin Dunn like, no, that won't work. Like, how would you know? Well, you how do them? you know? Like, it's working in another promotion. If we let them have creative control, let's just let them take their – just take it. Like, uh, like, I think Cedric needs to go back to his uh, original weight. I think if Cedric went to his original weight, I, I would really like to see him back there. But, of course, he has to be at 205 and be 20 pounds less. But I think it would be a really nice uh, a really nice thing to have uh, a lot of these guys just call their matches like we've been talking about. And now, what would you like to see for yourself as a change for 205? Honestly, like you said, like, most of y'all touched on most of everything I'd like to see. I'd just like to see them, like, be more of themselves. Also, like you said, more of just – I like to honestly see what I've seen in the Cruiserweight Classic. More wrestling, you know, let the wrestling tell your story. Or less promos. Not, I don't know, I don't, because, you know, most of those guys' strong suits aren't promos. Yeah. Like, you know. As much as I like TJP as a wrestler, he's, like, promo-wise, he's not that, he's, He's hit or miss, I'll say. Yeah, and you know, one thing I, I used to love, and I, of course I'm going to bring this up because I'm a fanboy of it, but uh, I used to love WCW, and the cool thing about WCW was it was almost nonstop wrestling continuously, and that was awesome. And the thing is, like, every time Sting would come out and Luger, when they were tag team champions and they were fighting the uh, the American Males, and I remember this specifically <laughs> because I was thinking... God, the American Males. You what? 
American males. <laughs> but like Scotty well Riggs and Buff Bagwell, I, I remember Buff and Scotty really told that story with um with um with Sting and Luger, and there was no promo cutting like through almost that whole storyline. They told the story in the ring where Luger was being the bad guy, and Sting didn't want him to do that. In that last match where they had that Sting blew up on him. And they got physical with each other, but didn't fight. But they were like pushing and kind of like tugging at each other, and it's like it was just good storytelling in the ring. And I miss that. Yes. I miss that. They try to do too much storytelling through writing. Yeah, and I feel like the only person really that can tell a story through a promo right now is the Miz. That's no, why Steen. Huh? Steen. Oh, Steen's great. Yeah, I, I like I like Steen. I think he's pretty good. I'll AJ. Say, uh, Dean, how about Dean Ambrose? I'm also saying. A person that probably could tell a story through a promo. I could say, I think, well, uh, yeah, you said Owen, never mind. You said yeah. Rob. <laughs> I think Enzo could too. I mean, oh no, see, that's a whole other subject. Well. That's a whole other subject, and he's going to get buried here soon, and it's going to be awful. And I'm going to say it once again. I've said it for the past two weeks. He gets the biggest pop on Raw every night. I think, like, mark my words. What time is it? 7.37 on July, July 18th. 18th. 2017. Enzo is the star of that tag team. Yeah, he is. He was. Yeah, he is. He will be. How in the hell do they break that up? If they want Cass to do a singles well, run? Well, apparently tag teams are need to go to shit now because they yeah, broke now, them up. They broke Alpha Males up. Oh, alpha, American. American Alpha. Don't get me started on American said, Alpha. So, yeah. Well, you know what? That's that's a subject we have. That's a subject that we have, and we'll have to touch on that later, or what? I mean, that's... I don't care. This is Slade show. This is the Slade show, yeah. Yeah, he, he <laughs> called in. So we'll talk about whatever he wants to talk about. So uh, I'm glad you said that, because we were going to talk, uh, Slade, about the Jason Jordan and Kurt Angle storyline. And I will say they were... There Sorry, it is. I that bill yeah. And I know many of y'all oh, on the page last night were furious... <laughs> So, uh, let's just go ahead and throw this out there. We know you're not happy about it. Me? No, you there, Slade? Yeah, oh, my fault. Uh, yeah, I was disappointed. Even <laughs> like in, even in my wrestling group, uh, I was very pissed off. Because I'm, I'm like, man, I'm like, really? I mean, honestly, I originally thought it was Chad Gable. So, I like the too. fact that they swerved it. Yeah. But it just, once again, it makes too much sense to have it Chad Gable. It makes way too much sense. And maybe the, I, I, I can understand maybe why they picked Jason Jordan because he's a like, cl- more closer build to Kurt. But I just, ugh, dude, it's aggravating. And the one thing that I really don't like is that they split a tag team for a damn storyline. A that, great tag a great team. Tag team. Like, probably one of their best tag teams at that. I will say like, personally. One of the- go ahead, go ahead. I would say literally their best tag team they had, like the like one of their top five teams, they broke up. Yeah, I mean, over a stupid storyline. If you had to do, if you had to do top five tag teams, you'd say who the revival. You have American Alpha, you had uh, Enzo and Cass. Yeah, so two out of the three. Yeah, are already broken up. The top three are broken up. And I just think it's really crazy that one Enzo and Cass never got their tag championships, no. and now you broke up. They didn't have a run. No, they, they were what, a, like a one year, run. No, they had run? one run, and that was at WrestleMania. And then the Hardys came in, won the championships, and then the, I got a question again. for y'all. What do y'all think of Big Cass's theme song? 
I don't think it fits him. I, I like, like it, I've but heard, I don't I've think I've heard it's... it once, but I do. I did see the picture of like when he the camera shot they do. It says big ass, big ass. <laughs> so they might want to that. But uh, I don't know. I think I'm a firm believer, and you can make. Well, I, I take that back. I was about to say you can make any theme song work for you if you know how to play Man, it. But be, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. That theme is trash. <laughs> they have a lot of trash they themes him, out there. They gave him. A, I said. I feel like they would just. They was like. They gave him like some generic like wrestling music, like from like some a wrestling game app or something yeah. like coming out to the from ring their, from their database. It's like, no, you're right. You know, just, you're right. That's something that. Uh, well, was he using the same interest music until that day? Until that match? Like the same? No, he interest? debuted that music at the uh, pay per view. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He was using the same music until. Yeah. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, they were. They should have gave him test name or something. I mean. Oh, that song was Big sick. Big Cass is literally test 2.0. I mean, he really uh, is. Yeah. Yeah, with that big boot, like, dude. He, he wins with big boots. I mean, all he has to do is a punch on the slam and Game make on. Stephanie, have a Stephanie McMahon angle. Dude, he's, he's literally <laughs> test 2.0. Game on. We're going to see what happens, though, with that whole Enzo Cass thing. But, uh, but yeah, but, the Jason Jordan thing, yeah. I don't understand it. I don't either. I don't, I don't know why that even needs to be. Like, was Vince watching Mari one day? Like, I don't understand why that even needs to be an angle. It's literally like, the same play of AJ. I would rather have seen Dixie come in. Like, That's you know, that what was I the, thought. I thought Dixie was, was going to come in and say something like, maybe he owed a previous wrestling company money, or maybe he had an affair with her or something, but an illegitimate child? Sure, man. Whatever. I'll see what they can salvage the storyline if they add Charmel to it. Yeah, because that. <laughs> do you do you really think that this storyline was booked because of the meme, 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 whatever you call, whatever you call them? Anybody? Nah, somebody was high. <laughs> yeah, dude. Somebody was high in the studio. Ben, somebody was high in the creative meeting. Like, hey, you know what would be a good idea? Yeah. Let's make Jason Joy Kurt Angle side. <laughs> Vince, Vince probably was on bath salts or something. Yeah, something. Somebody had to have been high. <laughs> I just... I don't understand it. I'm still confuzzled, man. Confuzzled? Confuzzled. Right, I'm like, right now, the best... Ta- to me now, the best tag team in the in the WWE right now is the Revival. Yeah, oh, yeah. I agree. The Revival. Dude, that match was... Did y'all see that match last night? That match was amazing. Between them and the Hardy. But I heard it was awesome. Yeah, I haven't been able to... Uh, I can't watch it when it airs, so I usually have to watch it on Tuesdays. Oh, but I didn't really y'all get a chance, get a chance. to... Who did they end up fighting? Watch that. The Hardys. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It was. It had like it had a real old school feel to it. Like if you into like old school tag team wrestling, it had that to it. Even the like, I loathe the commentary for Monday Night Raw. Sometimes I, sometimes I, I have half a mind to just watch commentary, watch Raw on mute because that's how bad commentary yeah. is to me. Sometimes you don't like Corey. But the commentary. Corey is the only like exception. Like, okay, I was just Corey I love Corey. Is, Booker gets on my nerves sometimes, even though I love Booker. Don't get me wrong. I respect that Booker's man. Booker's hilarious sometimes. But Booker, there's times where he says something like, what the hell are you talking about? But then there's times where I'm yeah. laughing my ass off. He's so hit or miss on the mic. But Corey, to me, is the most consistent um, He's the most consistent commentator. Much. better than no Tunga. Oh, God. Yes. Tunga I'll give Booker this much. Dude, I'd rather have a mop on, on commentary than David Otunga. David Otunga's just there. Like... <laughs> I think he's just there to get a check. Like I'm just yeah. Yeah. like Otunga's only good contribution to commentary is when he on SmackDown when he was commentating the match with AJ and uh, James Ellsworth. And yeah. He goes, There's no instead of sweet chin music, he goes no chin music. <laughs> yes. I, I did kind of. 
been I was like, after nothing. Like, yeah. That's his one, one glory spot. I said, I'll tell you the greatest contribution. Yes. Agreed. So they, uh, that, yeah, we're going to have to I'm see like, where this, uh, hopefully they don't break up the revival. Like, somebody's going to get a wild hair in their ass and break these guys up and have Dash nah, go do this. That won't happen. I hope they don't. Revival, or, uh, that's, that's the tag team of the future. The revival is literally, like, the best heel team they have on the, like, like in, in the company. That's the, that's the best heel team right now. Like, I would say Anderson and Gallows, but Anderson and Gallows that took so many L's, like, I'm, like. Yeah, they, they've they killed their them. credibility. Yeah, they buried them. Like, honestly, the only way you could salvage, um, to me, the only way you could salvage uh, Gallows and Anderson is send them to SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah, and have them. Or, or create the Bullet Club. Yeah, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. They need to. That's what was great about WCW is because Bullet they Club would. Versus they, was that? Oh, yeah, why not? That'd be oh, great. I mean, I think that uh, if I was booking, I would say Balor just took that guitar to the head. Yep. Split him open. Balor cuts a promo about how he doesn't get respected, and he was NXT champion, and he came up here, and he won the WWE championship. He separated his shoulder. He had Nobody has any respect for him or has any uh, belief in him since that moment. Yeah. And there's only one way that he'll prove him wrong, and it's the same way he proved people wrong in Japan. Yeah, and that's that, and then that, and then enter Gallows and Anderson. Absolutely, and they need, and then they do a Nexus thing. They go out there, beat the shit out of the dude with the guitar. I don't every, know his name, uh, Elias Samson. Elias Samson. Yeah, tear up the ring, tear up everything, yeah. and say we own WWE now. Yeah, and they need to, uh, and they and they would capitalize on everything that the Bullet Club is doing. Yeah, like so much money. You just all you gotta do is create the Balor Club shirts. Them yeah. all wear Balor Club Also, shirts. you would still you would keep a Balor I mean, Club. I mean, the you and, Bullet Club. You would strike a Bullet No, you can't. Deal? I mean, no. There's no point. Okay. They can do Balor Club and not have to pay anybody and sell T-shirts and Hot Topic. And <laughs> outsell, because they're WWE, possibly outsell all the Bullet Club shirts. It's Finn. Of course they're going to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the most marketable and smartest piece of business you can do with them right now because yeah. nobody nobody believes the credibility of Anderson and Gallows anymore yep. and people are starting to get debit or Balor yeah 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 I, I'm really yeah. I'm going to be pissed if they bury uh, Balor if it he loses make any sense. if he loses to Elias Samson at SummerSlam that's going to be ridiculous this is why I'm putting my resume at WWE.com WWECorporate.com right now I tried to put my resume into them once Oh really? I've sent my resume a few times, but obviously they don't believe I have. I have a good taste. <laughs> like I have a pretty, I have a pretty good wrestling resume. <laughs> I do. I've worked for Ring of I'm Honor. Like, I've watched wrestling for twenty years. I'm like I, I have I have wrestling. I have inside. I, I have a little bit of insider knowledge, somewhat. Not really, but uh-huh. I mean, I mean, you get, but sometimes can, it's good to have a fan perspective on things. It is. It is. You need to have one guy that's actually done it. You need to have. A, you need to have the perspective of a fan. And a businessman. Because if, you have, a, be if you have a bunch of people, like, I think WWE's problem now is they have a bunch of people that don't understand professional wrestling. They're sitcom writers. Yeah, so they're, like, TV writers. I'm being, I think their problem is they have too many people. Like, yes, it's more agreed. Of, like, they have the corporate, mo- it's more of a corporate model instead of, like, because, you know, I, I'm going to go back and reference the Attitude Era. And, like, well, not even Attitude Era, even after, or right before they became publicly traded and... Now it's like so many shareholders and there's so many people that have their hands in the company that don't probably know Jack Diddley about wrestling. And I think that's also a, a disconnect. Yeah, and you know, it's funny. You have all those like... 
we were just talking about how we might get political on this show. And you're right. There's too many hands in the company, and WWE can't be WWE because if they do one thing wrong, then you piss off this guy. And piss then you off got, this sponsor. Piss yeah, off that sponsor. But you know what? At the end of the day, this is your company. You're going to pick up people based on how you run your show, how you've been running your show. Like They prospered so much during the Attitude Era because they didn't give a damn. Yeah, you do you. People are going to want to be with you. Like, it's all in in the end. It's all about money. If you're bringing in money, yep. people are going to want to be a part of it. Yeah, morals. There are no morals in business. No, no. There's none because because every corporation is based on the bottom dollar. Yep. Like how much money they make that year because yep. that's how they survive. Mm-hmm. So they they preach and preach and preach about the kids and the kids and the kids, but one company. Like, I don't care what company it is, if they can make $10 billion off doing something in the pornography business, they're going to make $10 billion off doing something in the pornography business. Yeah. I mean, that's a horrible analogy, yeah, right. but it is what it is. That's business. And like you said, you it go is where the money it is. is. Yeah. It is what it is. Oh, well, you know what? That bottom but dollar. It's hard. it's hard to sell that point when you have sponsors giving you millions and millions of dollars a year. Well, you know what? I'm just going to say if somebody offered me $10 billion, screw all the others. Yeah. I'm going with a $10 I'm billion. Dollar. I would jump in that industry would it, would, tomorrow. Oh, you want Elias Sampson, my WWE champion? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. With his guitar? You offer me $10 billion, Santino Morello would be the- have yeah. every belt. <laughs> hey, yeah. you know what? People would actually enjoy that. I'm just saying. What? If Santino came back, oh yeah, people would flip. Their, I agree. They would. They would flip. But he's if doing he well with his gym. He really is. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, right now, I, I've always him. said it. If you had Cesaro come in and win that uh, championship, people would be so happy. Yeah. If he was a singles champion, dude. If he was challenging the Miz, the matches one would be but, phenomenal. But, but we're gonna break out. We're going to break up all of our legit tag teams so that two single wrestlers that are forming a tag team can be the champions. Let's let's touch about this too. Uh, segue back to the Jason Jordan Kurt Angle thing. We did discuss this before the show, and we do, we both fully agree that Chad Gable is going to have a great solo career. Oh, I think Chad. That's the reason they pulled the trigger on it. Yeah, it's so that Chad Gable can keep having those matches like he had with AJ Styles and with Kevin Owens. I think that. Um, it's going to be a good thing, and I agree, because he has he had a match against Luke Harper. When was the last time Luke Harper had a good match? Hey, Luke Harper is awesome. I love Luke Harper, okay. but the thing is, he's been in really crappy booking. Yeah, that's true. And Chad Gable and Luke Harper, they were fighting. and Oh, Chad Gable's like he insanely He manhandled talented. him. And I mean, he is the strongest 5'6 wrestler I have ever seen in my life. Yeah. He is Strong, and I mean he uh, that O'Connor role that he does, mm-hmm. he did it to uh, Luke Harper, and I was like thoroughly impressed with what he did. Then he went and fought uh, Kevin Owens, I believe, a couple weeks later, and when he did that, he manhandled uh, Kevin Owens again. Like we're talking about somebody twice his size, like kicking ass. And then he fought AJ, and everybody has seen that match. Oh, that AJ match was really good. I heard. Yes, it was. I didn't see the AJ match, but I heard it was really good. It is. Phenomenal, no pun intended, <laughs> but it is super good. Uh, <laughs> all pun intended. All but pun intended. Like yeah, that. it's it's super good. It, it's just Chad Gable is going to be awesome, and I wonder how long it's going to take for him to be inserted into the United States Championship um, picture. And another good thing about that is the United States Championship has had some uh, big names holding it recently. You've yeah. had Rusev, then you had Reigns, 
and you've had uh, Owens, Cena. and then AJ or Cena too. Um, and now when you put Chad Gable, Owens beat Cena for it, right? Who you what? Owens beat Cena for it, right? Owens did beat Cena for it, I believe. I can't remember the timeline. Yeah. Do you remember that slate? I know Rusev had it, and then Roman no, had Del it. Del Rio Ru- beat Cena. Del Rio Cena, yes. and then was it Rusev? Then um, Kalisto. That's right, Kalisto. Yeah. We're leaving out. And then, and then, then Rusev beat Kalisto. Yep, and then they traded off. And then Roman beat uh, yeah, Roman beat Rusev. Yep, and, and then Jericho. Beat, oh, that's right, Jericho. Uh, Jericho beat that's right. Owens. Yes. Roman. Owens. Jericho and then again. Beat Jericho. And then Jericho Owens beat Jericho again. Beat Owens, and then the next they went night. back and forth, and then AJ won. And AJ beat Owens. Yep, uh, at the house show. So. Like I said, when you put Chad Gable in that company, that's going to make him look pretty good. Yes. I mean, I'm Agreed. I'm sorry, but I've said it, and Patrick will back me up on this. I'm a big Chad Gable fan, and I think – I've always thought he would be a very good uh, single oh, superstar. I, I love him. And please, God, don't bury this man, WWE. Just let him do him. Yes. That would be. Well, I, I kind of uh, earlier I had some time to kind of digest the whole Jason Jordan Kurt Angle thing. Uh-huh. Jason yeah. Jordan, if you ever noticed, Jason Jordan did do a lot of Kurt Angle mannerisms whenever the American Alpha wrestled. I don't know if you ever noticed. Yeah, that's why like, I, I he pulled down the did straps, didn't he? Yeah, that's why like, he pulled down the straps. Yeah, he did the belly to belly suplexes. He did all like the suplexes, like Angle ankle and, lock. Like I said, he, mm-hmm. ankle lock. Yeah, he he does do. The I ankle can see lock. him do it like. Uh, he did the uh, he did uh, he did he did do the ankle lock. But the thing is, that's what I was telling Pat. I think that's why they chose Jason Jordan because he has a lot of mannerisms of Kurt Angle. I mean, Chad Gable's more makes more sense because of like obviously his looks, but the gold medals. Yeah, but yeah. Jason Jordan makes more sense because of his mannerisms. But uh, hey, Slade, we're gonna wrap it up here. Was there anything else that you wanted to say? Final words? Uh, I was gonna give a shout out to um, Wrestle Seven Hundred Four. They were wrestling. Give a shout out to my group RNE. Thank you, sir. Of course, RNE. I'm a part of that group too. Good group. God, you're part of all kinds of groups. Oh no, I'm only part Pressing of two. Pressing 704 is the official. Yeah, group and we of our we show. we actually partner with RNE. So whenever we oh. uh, like meet up at wrestling shows, we all get together and we make a. We all meet up at PWX shows. We always do somehow, okay. some way. We always meet at PWX shows. Uh, July 29th is Ring of Honor. We'll all be up there. Uh, supporting both of our groups because I know a lot of guys are going to be up there for that one. Um, yeah, dude, support Ring of Honor. Ring of, of Honor is awesome. Ring of Honor is really a lot of people talk around. bad about them, but I love Ring of Honor. So. But uh, but thank you, Slade. I appreciate it, brother. And um, we'll be here next week if you want to call back in, my man. Oh, for sure. I'll probably, I'm more than likely to probably call back next week anyway. All right, awesome. Slade. Thank you, Slade. Slade. All right, have a good one. You too. Good talk. Good thirty minute talk. Yeah, he was. See, uh, that's what that's what this show's all about is just talking wrestling. I like Slade. Yeah, I mean, I don't very knowledgeable. Yeah, I don't. He's saying, he's saying <laughs> American males. That he was did. Great. Yeah. <laughs> that's, see, his moments like that that make this show amazing. It really does. But yeah, so I you you chose a topic for this, so let's play the bell. So we'll go, Slade. Once again, thank you for calling in. Yes. Uh, you're always more than welcome. I had great talk, and that's what that's what people listen to this show for on their podcast and their. Repeat listeners for these for these type of con- like commentary these type of yeah. uh, conversation absolutely because yeah, it's, it's people fun. that love wrestling talking about wrestling that's not entertaining I don't know what the hell is entertaining I can just so. get the hell out but all right so I'm interested I'm I'm skipping around okay 
because I'm interested in hearing this, and I think we might spend the rest of the time on this topic. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because you made it, and you have to explain yourself, because I want to hear it, and then I'll give okay. you my opinion. Oh, God. But topic number, I don't know what number it is, but hey. There we There's go. the bell. Yay. So, you want us to discuss fan theories about wrestling. Yes. I want to talk that's, about... That's what, he, that's what Dutch texted me earlier today when I asked yeah. him what, what categories he wanted to do. There has been one theory that has really got under my skin, and I... I I'm not. A oh, conspiracy. this is a bitch session for Dutch. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm a, I, I, I'm a big conspiracy theorist. Like, yeah. but this one, just pisses me off because if it's true, then I want to send a big f you to this guy. And we've covered him on our show before, but there is the fan theory that uh, Vince Russo was mm-hmm. sent to WCW to destroy it within from the WWF. That Vince's plan was that the entire time. Ooh. Vince McMahon's plan was to destroy WCW from the inside. And I almost can believe it because of how trashy it got um, Yeah. After, after Vince Russo came. It was perfectly fine. And then when Vince Russo came in, it drastically changed. Like, it was pretty bad. Um, and I, I want to say 97 is when Vince Russo came into there, I believe. It was, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Vince Russo was a, um, he was a vital member of WWF's creative team from 97 to 99. But, uh, but yeah, what do you think? Mm. That could be true. Um, there's a lot of evidence, as as in any conspiracy theory. There's a lot of evidence pointing towards that could be true, but I mean, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think, I I really think that uh, there's a good possibility that that's true. And and if it is true, then kudos to Vince, because it worked. Do I have? But to? I know I know you're a WCW fan. Yeah, I mean, dude, it was such a good product, and that's something I was going to talk about. WCW the... back in the day was not a good product. Like, no, I'm sorry, not back in the day. Like towards the end of its run, was no, it was product. awful. I didn't even watch it then. The only reason I watched I, it, if, if... I, I I classify when they changed the logo. Oh, dude, no, no, yeah, when they when they changed the uh, when they changed the logo, that was when it went downhill. Of course, yeah, that was the worst. Oh God, I hated that logo. Although I liked that logo, I didn't. I hated. I liked it. the stage too. The stage was cool. I mean, where it used to split. It used to. They used to like rise oh. up and they'd walk out from yeah. under the sea, like in the middle of the sea. But uh, I don't know. I haven't. This, this is the first time I've ever heard that conspiracy theory. Yeah, that's like one of the biggest conspiracy. So I'm trying. Theories. I'm trying to gauge everything in my mind of like timeline of like, okay, he went there here. But Bischoff was still there. Then Bischoff left. Then Bischoff came back. Yeah. And I don't know. God. That damn noise again. It's back. Just because you got your phone plugged up. Oh, yeah. You're right. That's probably what it is. And look at that. Whoa. It goes away. Nope. It's what still up? there a little bit. Yeah. But okay. Hey. So that's one of them. Okay. Um, oh, there's more? Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought I was for sure that that was the only conspiracy theory you no, had. No, I have more. Do you believe that Triple H slept with Stephanie to steal power in the WWE? Do you no. think that was his sole purpose? No. Not at all. There's no, no way that he ever thought, if I get with her, man, I might be set. I mean, it might have crossed his mind, but I don't think that was the sole purpose of it. I don't think anybody will ever know, I think, but I think, I think he it, legitimately... I think if it was, it would it would have lasted this long. Yeah, I was going to say, I think he legitimately... the wrestling business. Yeah, I think he legitimately loves her. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, because that's that's one thing that was also brought up. I was like, damn, that's pretty bro. I'm sorry, but still, the WCW one kills me. Um, <laughs> it legitimately kills my soul. But uh, how about Vince hates Savage for sleeping with Steph? No, I don't think that happened. You don't think he no. was sleeping with Steph when she was 17? No. Really? Not one little bit. While he was with Elizabeth? Yeah, that's the point. I don't think so. Man, I don't know. Why, why do you think he did? I don't think he did. It's just crazy to think about. Like, he could have. I don't ever say, no, it couldn't happen. I mean, that's a big possibility. He could have. Why not? I think I think that the reason Savage was like away from, pushed away from the WWE for so long is yeah. because Vince was upset with him going to WCW. Okay, yeah, you think that's what that was. I think that, like, because Savage was loyal to him up until that point. Well, and dude, he, and he single-handedly built Savage. It wasn't like Savage made a name for himself elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you ever watch Savage's DVD or read, or read anything up on Savage, like, he was a baseball player, and he wanted yeah. to play professional baseball. Randy Popo. Yeah, and then he then he got into wrestling, and Vince is the one that made him a star. So, um, okay. It's hard when you when you put that much time and effort into somebody. Yeah. And no, they, it, and they yeah. walk away to the competition. It hurts. Yeah, a lot of pride goes down the drain. Yeah, <clears throat> you ready for number? I'm ready. Whatever it is, Vince McMahon was actually the genius behind ECW. No, that's all Paul Heyman. You think so? Yeah. You think that's all Paul Heyman? I think Vince helped helped fund ECW. ECW at the beginning. Yeah, and I mean that's been made public on Pritchard's show on yeah. DVDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that. Uh, I think that WCW, because I believe WCW before uh, WCW, or before, yeah, before WCW started kicking WWE's ass, I think they believed that ECW would occupy some type of, some time from WWE. Yeah. Like, so WCW wouldn't, wouldn't be solely trying, I mean, even though they were solely trying to kill WWE. Yeah. It's like, it's like you send these little henchmen over here (laughs) to come kick, kick them in the leg. Okay, yeah, yeah. While yeah. they're while they're while they're trying to focus on WWE, they're getting kicked in the leg by the CCW. But then you see what I'm little and did they know annoying, that, and it becomes annoying. Yeah. And little and did then they know. They, WCW. they think that if they steal all their talent, that'll put DCW out of business. Yeah. And it didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean yeah, eventually yeah. it did. Yeah. But, I, but that, I don't think WCW put ECW out of business. I think that ECW grew too fast. Absolutely. The meteoric yeah. rise was crazy. Yeah. I think they yeah. grew too fast, tried to do too much. Because it was so different. That's what I preach to Brian all the time is like we can't grow, like we have to grow organically. Yeah, you can't and stay be within our means. Yeah, pull. because you, you start adding all these costs, costs, costs. And yes, we're making money. Yes, we're making money. But when all the, all that money goes away and you still have all these costs, 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 what that'll, you gonna do? that'll kill a business. And yeah. that's what happened to ECW. Um, here's a good one. And I know you'll probably want to touch on this because this is WWF. Okay. This is like. Um, the Montreal screw job was a work the entire uh, time. No. If it was, it's know, the best man. work in the business. I was gonna say I think it's the best work in the business. I think it was a work. Um I mean that's I, dedication I think, for McMahon to take a shot to the face in front of people, like get punched in the face. Think about if you if you yeah. made a plan that was not making you any money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's making your your friend who was wanting to leave anyway because you can't pay him his contract talking about brett yeah yeah like millions of dollars mm-hmm. and then you're gonna allow him to punch you in the face and knock you out and you're gonna have a black eye for a couple like a month if i'm sitting here and i'm trying to it doesn't make the... you any money and all it does is help the competition 
I can see where you're coming from, but I'm talking about if I was going to do this, mm-hmm. hell yeah, I'd take a punch to the face and get a black eye. For nothing. No, it's not for to nothing. Help, to help your competition. No, because that next Monday night is going to be epic. Then like, hey, man, did you see what happened on Monday Night Raw? Vince, and what did Christian they do? Dutch and got what, punched what did in they the do? eye. They had a little midget run out like Bret Hart. With okay, Bret Hart no, basketball. no, I, I see where you're going with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about... If and I was running this, I wouldn't have no midget. I would talk about that and be like, hey, they, look what they, happened. And they, and they did, but they they came up with the whole Brett screwed Brett thing. Brett screwed, screwed I mean, Brett, I believe yeah. like Brett Hart was so into his character and his heroism, heroism, hero, heroism to the Canadian like community you know, or like the Canadian yeah, like, yeah. country that I believe that he was like, I can't lose the title there. So you want to know something? The first thing on uh, this site says, if the Mon- <laughs> it's word for word what you said. <laughs> if Montreal was a work, then it was by far the greatest work of all time. <laughs> yes, yes, agreed. <laughs> like, because they said that's a damn good secret right there, which yeah. I agree. If it if it was a work, I think I don't think it was. And I don't I think, think it was a full because, work. I'll say that because everybody handled it the way they would if it in was damage not. control. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you can't, and somebody's gonna mess up. Like, if, if it's a work, somebody is going to mess up when you do damage control. This is the worst one. Okay. What you got? <laughs> Vince McMahon and Sean are lovers. No. I'm not reading what it says, but no. there's no possible way that's even... I'm not what, even going like, to... What kind of crap site are you getting this stuff from? No, it's, it's an actual fan theory. They, uh... No. Oh man, that... there's a lot more people that would be lovers with Vince before Sean. Yeah, <laughs> that <laughs> that is. And I know, and I know what it's like to run a promotion or help with a promotion and have somebody that's a star that you can't that you like gets on your last nerve. Yeah, and you can't do anything about it because he's a star. Why would anybody think that Sean and Vince? Because events like gave Sean everything, and I get that, and put up with a bunch of stuff. Oh, a bunch of his crap, yeah. Yeah, but people don't understand, like from a business perspective, if the guy's making you a ton of money and is the best of the best in the business, yeah, you can't just say screw you, leave. You can't because you're killing your business. Yeah, you have to deal with. You have to just suck it up and deal with it. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the next one, I actually have pretty big opinion on this one. Um, CM Punk's WWE exit was a work. The pipe bomb. Yes, quotations. the pipe bomb was a work. Yes. Agreed. Yeah, I, I do too. Um, I think he did go off the handle a little by himself. I don't. I think he was a little bit... Um, I think he was he was allowed to say what he wanted to say. Within but, the parameters. But I think that Vince knew what he was going to say. Yeah, I, I, there's no way because one, they would have cut his mic off. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, that's what blows my mind. Yeah, and, and it was still so so scripted. Not, I don't want. I'm not scripted from a writer perspective. Yeah, it was so scripted because I watched this not too long ago. Yeah, I did like too. on the two year anniversary, or the whatever year anniversary, five year anniversary. Yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. Um, they did something recently to try he, to pull like it was away. so scripted about him saying John Cena. You are. It's, it was. It's at, like for, at the time when it happened, you overlook all the wrestling promo pieces of it. But when you go back and listen to it now, after the shock value is gone, and you understand what happened and all this and that. You see that it's a wrestling promo. Yeah, um, and yeah, he might he might have took some shots and said like say, "Hey, Colt Cabana," to get his friend so a little rub, 
you know? Yeah, yeah. And stuff like that, then, I mean, why not go out there and talk like that? Yeah. To end a show. Mm-hmm. It's, um, the last, it's the last, and you also got to remember, it's the last segment of Raw. It's uh, everybody, after the match is over, they're used to it fading out with somebody standing in the ring, so probably yeah. half, half the viewers have tuned out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he just—I mean, you have to—you have to look at the time. I noticed this too: the time that it took him to get from the end of the match to the top of the ramp. Yeah, gave everybody numerous anybody that wanted to numerous opportunities to turn the channel. Oh before yeah, before he did that. Yeah, absolutely. So it was all—I think it was a work. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was laid out and it was a work. And, a look, and of, look and look what they did afterwards. A lot of the sites that I read—that's like, the problem—is they don't do anything like that anymore. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um the WWE actually hates Daniel Bryan. I don't believe that. No. Daniel Bryan made them so much money. The they WrestleMania love. 30 run. Yeah. That, that's, that he, right. He, I, I believe his story single-handedly sold out WrestleMania 30. Oh, I was Triple there, H? And I was there. With Triple H? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm actually uh, watching that right now, and so far I'm like, Damn. Dude, that, that story was so well done. I, I don't like matches where they pick on one even body though, part, but that match with him and Triple H was actually pretty damn good where they're working on even one body though, part. Even though everybody knew that that was going to be the outcome going in, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like, it's like, oh, I know this is going to happen, and I have, I have to witness it for myself. Yeah, yeah. So you think, I mean, like you think like... It was like going to a concert with your favorite band, of your favorite band. You know what they're going to play. Yeah. You might have seen it before, yep. but you have to be there in this moment. Absolutely. It's just you. It's just glorious to witness. Oh yeah. Um, people think that Vince has actually lost his mind, and he really doesn't know what he's doing with. Like he knows what he's doing, but he's just whatever. I don't care anymore. I think he is so scared to lose what he lose what he has built. Yeah. That he does stuff without. Like he doesn't take a risk anymore. Yeah. He he goes a safe route. He takes the safe route, yeah. Like, I, and I don't, and I don't necessarily know that he, like, lost his balls. <laughs> but I think that he, I think he's not. And this is this is my. I mean, this is something I just came up with, but it could be true. He's older now, to where when he was younger, he felt like if he screwed up, he could make it right. Yeah. And now he feels like he is at the age where if he screws up, he might not be around long enough to make it right. I think everything's going to be okay with uh, Hunter. Oh, yeah. I mean, but, I mean. I think that um, I think that um, Vince is actually going to have to. Sorry. Oh, no, you're good. Uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, Vince is eventually going to have to hand this off while he's still, like, ticking, man. He's going to have to give it up soon. I, I just feel um, like storylines just don't make. I feel like he'll, I, I mean, and I don't wish bad on anybody, especially Vince. I want him to be around for a while, but. Like his health will go bad first, and then he'll get. I up. think that too. Yeah, I think uh, what's going to happen first is health. Um, yeah, I think I think he has to, his health has to take a hit before he before he will step down because I mean he's passionate about it and he's and I don't, and I and I'm I'm a sole believer that if you're passionate about something, do it till the day that you pass away. Yeah, absolutely. like you you've earned that right on Especially for what if you, you built it. Like yes, yes, as fans, we know we want this, we want that, we want something new. But you have to you have to respect what he built and the t- amount of time and effort and energy he's put into it in yeah. his entire life. So he, if anybody deserves to do this till his last breath, it's him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I, I totally get it. You earn that right. I absolutely. Um, how about I've had many, 
many wrestlers on, uh, around the circuit mm-hmm. tell me that they believe that there was more than one Kane. Or not that they believe, but they know. They Let me emphasize that word. They say they know there was more than one Kane. It wasn't always Glenn Jacobs. Uh, I, I, I'm... If that is true, I would think that the the main cane, so Glenn Jacobs, yeah. who got injured or needed some time off, so they had somebody to fill in for him. So you think? Also, no, Glenn Jacobs was Diesel. Wait, didn't he do that for like? I think so. I think very he was shortly. Diesel. And they had oh no 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 they had another person run that because after Diesel and Razor Ramon Are you left, sure? yeah, Razor Ramon and uh, Diesel. God, now you got me thinking because I'm pretty I'm sure those sure. two guys never wrestled again Let me after see. that. Oh, I'm sure Razor didn't. That I'm didn't pretty like sure. Um, Let me look that up. Continue. I might with have your to conspiracy actually. Theories. Sean and Brett, they were supposed to have a rubber match, I believe, and Sean faked a knee injury. I believe that. You do believe that he did? Yeah. So you don't think there was a legitimate um, knee injury there at all? Because uh, I know he, he wasn't. Might. He wasn't keen on the idea. Fake Diesel was Glenn Thomas Jacobs. Okay. Thank yeah. you, sir. Oh, hey, I said maybe, and you got me thinking. I did say that. <laughs> um, so you do think Sean faked that injury? Yes. Okay. I mean, I, I think he might have. I think I, even I though he had say, surgery, I don't want to say that he faked it. I think he over exaggerated it. Okay. Uh, to get out of the match, the WWF introduced a new Ultimate Warrior because the original exploded. No. No, that's been the same guy. Yeah. There's no way. Are you talking about the Renegade? Yeah. Was he was Ultimate Warrior the Renegade or was he Ultimate Warrior? No, that was somebody else. He that was, was that was a play on the Ultimate Warrior. Oh, but he went to WCW. Yeah, and he was Ultimate Warrior. Oh, okay. I didn't know if that was trademarked by yeah. WWE. I could um, have been because he was the Warrior. Like, So here we go. He changed Number... his name to Warrior. Yeah, yeah. So here we go. Um... Apparently, one of the biggest um, conspiracy theories out there is that the Click, DX, and WO are the wrestling Illuminati. Well, it consisted of the main, the same main people. Yeah. So I, I can believe that. I don't necessarily know they're Illuminati. I believe it's like. Do you think they I believe run, it was ran the five, show ultimately? Five people that knew how to work the system and became the powerhouses of wrestling. Absolutely. Um, and this is the I don't know I don't know what the what the uh, definition of Illuminati is. Basic. This is what point. I view it as is that they were the Illuminati because you had Nash and Hall and Waltman over uh, in, WCW. in WCW, and I feel like uh, Sean and Hunter were on WWF at that time, well, and they were and they were communicating probably with their with their ideas. And I think they were very in tune with each other. With hey, we're going to oh, yeah. do this. You should do this. Yeah, because I agree with that. But it's th- this is the, this is what nobody says about uh, about Diesel and Razor Hall and Nash going to WCW. Okay, this is why I, this is my my belief why they were so successful in WCW because you take two guys that were at the top of the mountain in WWE had played the political game and made the right connections to be at the top of the mountain. Going to a company yeah. where nobody knows how to do that, with the exception of Hogan. Oh, but they yeah. sold Hogan on the idea. 
They really did, yeah. I mean, you have two guys that have mastered the art of politicking in WWE. Hogan was And then you come in and you pitch Bischoff and Hogan, who, who besides Turner, are the two most powerful people in that company, on doing an angle that will get you paid more than anybody else and at the top of the card, and you don't have to do anything. You get to show up, talk junk, sit in a crowd, and beat people up. Pretty good paycheck. Yeah, I mean that's 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 what nobody. I, I mean, I could have missed it on a podcast or somebody explain it, but nobody has ever brought up the fact that they were so seasoned at politicking when they got to WCW. I don't think I've ever there heard was, anybody talk about. There that. wasn't a chance for Bischoff and I mean even Hogan to that extent. Yeah, because Hogan had been out of the WWE game for a while. He had. He had been. And if you don't, WCW you don't. If you don't practice your politicking, you will you will lose it. Yeah, and I think that. Um, and Hogan's name is what got him all his politicking. Name and negotiation tactic. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing is, I think when they went to Hogan with this idea of the NWO, they were like, hey, man, look, you've been a face your entire career. I think everybody would be shocked if you turned shock the wrestling world randomly at the Great American Bash or Bash, Bash at, the, at beach. the Beach. Excuse or... me. That's Great American Bash. Blah. Yeah, Bash at the Beach. Was that 97? 96? 96. 96. Um, and that's, that's the crazy thing is I remember watching that pay-per-view and he went up and you can almost hear Tony Schiavone trying to say Hulk Hogan three times, Hulk, 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 what the hell? And I mean, that was, that's the, that's what sold it too. Cause it's almost like Tony Schiavone didn't even know like it was happening when it happened. And that's. And that's he might thing. not have. Tony Schiavone to have been doing a lot in his career. <laughs> but that sale was one. But he might not have known. Yeah. That was, like they might have blinded everybody on that. On yeah, that yeah. That was that was a good move on WCW. And oh, yeah. that was the beginning Brilliance. of the two-year ass whooping that WCW gave WWE, 97 to 99. Because, or, because of what? Hall Pol- and Nash. I was going to say politics with Hall, Hall and Nash. Nash. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Hall and Nash. So, what you could say, you, so we're going to create a conspiracy theory for ourselves. Okay, throw it, homie. Hall and Nash are who built WCW. Oh, the two, that two years? Hmm? Oh, hell yeah, I agree with that. Hell yeah. Pulling one so, from Stone Cold. Oh, so hell yeah. If it, if it wasn't for Vince not wanting to pay Hall and Nash, WCW would have never, WCW been, never been built. And I 1,000% agree with that. And I will say, do I think WCW... So, Vince, so technically, if you want to go back to Russo going to kill WCW... WCW be around today. Vince built, built WCW. Accidentally. <laughs> and Vince killed WCW. He's like, damn it, I created a monster, now i got to kill so it. So, if you think that at any point, yeah. WCW was going to take or put WWE out of business, I know they were close. From documentaries and everything that's been told. WCW is close up on WWE. Putting WWE out of business. No, that I didn't know. I didn't know they almost put him out. But Vince always had his finger on the pulse of WCW. Yeah. Because he always had Holland Nash there, who was friends with Sean. Who was the mole for WWE or for WCW? They had a guy uh, on the inside. That was ECW. It was ECW that knew? No, it was Todd Gordon. So he was telling WCW. For WCW. He was the Todd Gordon. From from what people say, Todd Gordon was the mole for WCW in ECW, which Todd Gordon was the original owner of ECW until Paul Heyman bought him out. Really? Yes. 
So because he that's used a story. To, I don't know if that's true or not. I was too he, young to get into all this stuff. That's what I've heard in documentaries. Yeah, because I know Eric Bischoff would give out give out all the the matches and everything. Now I think it was taped then. Oh, uh, that was for Raw. That was for Raw, and it was taped. But he Raw was, given, was taped, and he, and he would feed Shivani to give out the matches results. Yeah, and I well Bischoff used to tell it at first. Oh, it might yeah, have been yeah. Bischoff. But I, I don't know. I just know I was really young, and I'm watching it but right it's, now. But if you if you like, but if you go going back to what I just said, if you think about it, Vince always had somebody in WCW that he could talk to and find out what they were doing. I, I like that you said that. Do you feel though that WCW could be around still if Hall and Nash never went over there and they were just mediocre? No, no. I don't think so. No, I think WCW died whenever Time Warner bought Turner. Oh, absolutely. Or the yeah, merger. Yeah, yeah. Because he didn't care about it. Because Turner care. lost so much money. Like, Vince. Like, no, or lost Russo. so much money with WCW. But he didn't care because he loved wrestling. He wanted to be a part of wrestling. Did he really? Oh, because he paid all them damn contracts. Yeah. Like Hogan's Because he didn't care. He gave huge. him an unlimited budget. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. And Bischoff was smart in some senses, but not smart with money. He wanted. He, he, Bischoff is he, good at creation. Yeah, he wanted friends. As opposed to running a business, and, and he I, did well. He did well, but his, but his friends are what built that built that empire. Yeah, not, not Bischoff. I think, uh, and I know I'm reaching out here, and you're like, no. But honestly, dude, Vince needs not Vince himself, but Bischoff and Cornette and all these guys really need to have a powwow, and like do something and get this writing straight. Because if they had Bischoff no, writing, they wouldn't. I know they're not going to. That's what I'm saying, but. It would just the writing would just be more pure and they, great they from need, a wrestling side. They, they need like one or two people. I agree. I'm with, I'm with what Slade said is that yeah. there was there's too many people there's too many hands in the cookie jar. There really is. And they much. need to they need to give their talent input on what they do. They might do that. I don't know. They don't. But I mean, I think, they do. I but think, it's... I think what because if you if you listen to old podcasts, especially Pritchard, so shout out to Something to Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. If you don't listen to that podcast, go listen to it because it's the best podcast out right now. Thank God that gets no offense to anybody else that does, does. Yeah, oh, it's amazing. God, he is so. Funny. But if you talk, like, if you listen to him talk about that the era that he was there, um, like they would go, like Ferrara or Russo or uh, God, what's the other guy's name that wrote? That was so good, like the best writer ever. For um, WWF? No, yeah. God, oh, that I, I won't know. Schwartz. Schwartz? Schwartz? Brian Wasn't Swartz there a Dutch Mantel? Like Mantel, I think, was there a little bit. Earlier? But he was the, he was a writer. It's Brian something. I can't remember his last name. It's something like that, like Schwartz or something like that. Yeah. I know that's wrong, but it's something similar to that. Uh, like, they would go to the town and be like, I, this, this is my idea. Like, you, what do you think about it? They yeah. give their input, and then that's that's what made The Rock so good. That's what made Austin so good. That's what made Brett so good. That's what made Sean so good. You and, just hold and you back look, too many people. Yeah, when yeah, when you, you don't, don't do that, you hold back and, that and talent. And they're so scared that if they do, if they step out of bounds one time, trying to get something over or yeah. trying to get themselves over, yeah, they're going to get blackballed and they're gone. Yeah, and you know, and it's and it's insane because you you look at the roster that they have now in WWE <sighs> is just as talented as the roster they had in the eighties, the roster they had in the Attitude Era. Yeah, I mean, is as talented a roster as they've ever had. Yeah, and because they won't just let them be them, and do them, they're holding all of them back and, and holding back the potential. So you have the best production value you've ever had. You have the best talent and the most the most unbelievable athletes you've ever had. Yeah, and you have the biggest platform with the network 
you've ever had. Yeah. And this is when you choose to kind of put your foot on the brakes and just coast. Because that's what they're doing right now is they're coasting. They're coasting because there's no competition. No. They can do whatever they want. But if they keep coasting, they're going to lose fans. And then eventually that's when wrestling is going to get crazy good. Because I'm like, hey, we're going well, to have to Well, they need to go because, I mean, some people say that WWE controls the boom of wrestling. But there's a boom in wrestling right now. And it's called the and it's not, And it's not going to last forever. Yeah. yeah you're Never right. does. And there is always a roller coaster. Yeah. So if they're going to take advantage of anything, they need to be like New Japan yeah. and Ring of Honor and all these other little independent companies that are growing. They need to take advantage of the boom and make as much money as possible. Because when that when people Boom's get tired out. of their crap yep. and get tired of professional wrestling's crap, which I hope is no time soon. Yeah, that would be very. When bad they get tired of it, they're going to leave. Yeah, I think that. Uh, and when they leave, you got to work twice as hard to get them back. And when you were talking about... Um, it's like, like a girlfriend that disappointed you. <laughs> and you got to work twice as hard. Baby, I'm sorry. Yeah, you got to work twice as hard to get her back. And they, um, you got to spend that money. Yeah. That's exactly how to. it goes. And uh, that's one thing money. that WCW and New Japan... or I, I think it was New Japan, but they used to share talent a lot of times. And that was uh, pretty awesome. I wanted to touch on that was... Uh, these guys would come over and they would do their own matches. And th- I remember those being the best matches. Was having uh, these guys come over from New Japan over to WCW and having yeah. their having their New own Japan, shows. Mexico. Like there's a Lucha Libre thing building in the states, and yeah. even in England, like Lucha Forever, I think mm-hmm. Lucha something in England that's building. I mean, like that's everybody's taking advantage of it except for WWE. They're coasting. Yeah, you gotta pee. Oh yeah, nah. I wouldn't, brother. All right, you ready for the recap? Yeah, you remember what we always talked about? Uh, I think so. So All right, let's guys. just let's just go for so it. So this is your first time listening. What is wrong with you? Because we've been doing this for God, eight weeks now. Should punch you in your I think, face. I think it's like I think it's eight weeks, maybe seven. But at the end of every episode, we have Dutch do a thirty-second recap. It might not be as good this he time. He doesn't write anything down. This is all from memory. Yeah. He has won some. He has lost some. <laughs> but the the truth of the matter is, is we give him the opportunity every show. <gasps> so if he, drop, if he drops the ball. You're still going to love me next regardless. Next show, he'll have an opportunity to pick it back up. Or you'll make fun of me at the next independent and show I'm that sure, I make. I'm sure that if he screws this up, he's going to blame it on the fact that he has to pee really bad. Yeah, probably. So, all right, Dutch, you ready? Let's do it. 30-second recap. And my tone look voice. Oh, I about choked on something. 30-second oh. recap, starting now. We had a really good talk with Mr. Slade today. I really enjoyed that. Uh, I think he touched a lot on NXT's booking being way better than Raw and SmackDown's. Uh, 20 seconds. Talking Smack is gone. That's uh, disappointing. Also, I think that um, conspiracy theories went pretty well. WCW was destroyed because of Vince Russo. And I think that... uh, Oh, crap. What did we just talk about? Oh, my God. I totally forgot. (laughs) The last thing. Uh, Ding. Three, two, one. There it is. That was a long four seconds. <laughs> that was. I was trying to count it. I couldn't. I messed it up. But hey. But booking yeah, is for. Backing in effort. We talked about, we just talked about uh, letting people be them. Yeah. That, which we covered in, in the Mr. Writing. Slate's conversation. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. All right? Yes, you sir. Good? Oh, I'm pee? great. Yeah. You got to pee really bad? No, I'm good now. I think I peed this my is, pants. This is a sacrifice that we make for <laughs> you guys. But as always, thank you for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. We do this. Uh, Purely for fun. Yeah, for fun. And I love when people like Slade call and all of our other callers. Uh, We decided to make this thing live a few weeks ago so we could incorporate live calls and talk wrestling with fans and people that are passionate about it. That's why we do it. That's that's what's so fun. Uh, We've invested in good equipment, as you can tell by the way this sounds. Blah, 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 blah. 
But uh, yeah, and we do it all to talk about professional wrestling. And we, like I said last Monday or yesterday, we released <laughs> the road trip, and we're gonna do different things like that. We're gonna start trying to live stream on our Facebook page that yeah. we're working on right now. Oh, and if you um, wanna uh, put any input on how to make the show better, let us know on the page. Call yeah. in. Let us know. Who cares? Yeah. This and, is about or you guys. Let us know on Twitter at yeah. Open Forum Show. That's yeah. our that's our Twitter handle. We need more followers. If it's on the page, it's on the show. If it's on the Twitter page, we want to know what can we do to make this experience better for you. Yes, and don't say make it longer because we're not going to do that because we're already cutting into SmackDown time. Then I'll pee my pants for real. Yeah, exactly. Don't do that. We don't want to do that. So, once again, we are here every Tuesday starting at 7 p.m. You can call in. The number's on the page at Triptych Media, T-R-I-P-T-Y-K, media.com backslash W-O-F show. You said Tuesday. Tuesday, every Tuesday. I put a CH on my Tuesday. Tuesday. Every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Uh, if you missed the show on Tuesday, you can listen to it at midnight Wednesday morning. Bing. Got Strike that right midnight. that time. Strike at midnight Wednesday morning is available on our iTunes. So just search Wrestling Open Forum if you can. Just hit subscribe and leave us a little uh, review on how awesome the show is or how bad it sucks. If it sucks, we'll blame it on Dutch. If it's awesome, we'll I'll take credit. Damn it. Does that work? I'll take it. Sweet. So, <laughs> I'm the F up. You got anything else, Dutch? Um, what I always say, I love you. Me or them? Them. Okay. I adore you. If I got really weird. <laughs> really weird. <laughs> but all right, guys, once again, thank you for listening to the Wrestling Open Forum Show live. Uh, follow us on Facebook at Open Forum Show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go to iTunes. Yep. Subscribe. Yep. So we have subscribers. I don't know how Makes you can tell good. that. But I don't either. Yeah, we can. I guess we can go. <laughs> We we'll yeah. keep building every week, every week, every week. Yep. But uh, yeah. So, for Dutch, I'm Patrick, and this is Patrick for Dutch, and we're out.